Welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. Some years ago, Newsweek magazine reported on a fortune teller's convention in Dublin, Ireland. Palm readers, crystal ball gazers, astrologers from all over the world gathered for a week to compare notes, learn techniques, and make new predictions. Well, while they were all together in one of the convention meetings, a thief broke into their hotel rooms and stole all of their crystal balls and tarot cards. Well, when the police investigated the crime, they asked the fortune tellers the obvious question. Why didn't you know this was going to happen? Why weren't you able to predict it? You know, a scientist once said, prediction is very difficult, especially about the future. Well, no one can predict the future. No one knows what is going to happen tomorrow. But there are two things you cannot do about tomorrow, and one thing you had better not do. First of all, you cannot presume on tomorrow. Tomorrow may never come. Today, right now, that might be your last day. Secondly, you cannot predict tomorrow. We don't know what will happen tomorrow. You don't, and neither do I. But number three, you had better not procrastinate about tomorrow. Not only should you not put off until tomorrow what you should do today, you should not put off today getting ready for tomorrow in case tomorrow doesn't come. We should celebrate the past. We must seize the present, but we should also claim the future. We need to live as if today would be our last day, but we need to prepare as if it will not be. We need to make sure that if tomorrow does come, then that tomorrow will be the best day of our life. The way you do that is by setting goals. You know, Paul writing to the Philippians in Philippians chapter 3, beginning down at verse 12, look at what he says. It's not that I have already reached this goal or have already been perfected, but I pursue it so that I may grab hold of it because Christ grabbed hold of me for just this purpose. Brothers and sisters, I myself don't think I've reached it, but I do this one thing. I forget about the things behind me and reach out for the things ahead of me. The goal I pursue is the prize of God's upward call in Christ Jesus. So all of us who are spiritually mature should think this way. And if anyone thinks differently, God will reveal it to him or her. I can tell you something about you if you're not in the habit of setting goals. If you have no goals, then you probably have no direction. You know, Yogi Berra once said, he said, you had better be careful if you don't know where you're going because you might not get there. And then later on, he said, if you don't know where you're going, you might wind up some else, someplace else. 
There's an old Roman proverb that says, when the pilot does not know what port he is heading for, no wind is the right wind. So as you and I, as we live today, in a sense, we cannot stop thinking about tomorrow. We're not to worry about tomorrow, but we are to be ready for tomorrow. So let me give you three very practical things you can do to prepare for this. Number one, pray for direction. It is foolish to set goals without consulting God first because God is the only one who knows the future and therefore is the only one that can guide us through the future. See, as, as we set goals, we need to pray for God to give us a God-given vision, and then God-given goals that will, in fact, match that vision. But I want you now to listen to this next principle very carefully. When God gives you a vision, the vision never changes. But the plans to accomplish that vision may, in fact, change. In Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 1, look at what it says. We humans make plans, but the Lord has the final word. Or down in verse 9 of the same chapter, it says, We make our own plans, but the Lord decides where we will go. Over in Proverbs 19, verse 21, we read, you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. There's a practical illustration of this in the life of Paul himself. Listen to what he says here in Acts chapter 16 and beginning at verse 1 and then verse 2. Here's what it says. Then he came to Derbe and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who had believed, but his father was Greek. He was well spoken of by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. So Paul had a vision, and that vision was to preach to as many people as possible, to reach as many people as possible for the gospel. So he made plans to go to Asia and to Bithynia, but the Lord changed those plans. Now, his vision for going everywhere he could go, seeing everyone he could see, and preaching and reaching as many people as he could, that never changed. But the plans did. So that's why it is so important to pray for direction, to not only ask God what he wants us to do, but then we have to trust God to show us how to do what he wants us to do. That's exactly the advice the wisest man in the world gave when he said in Proverbs chapter 3, beginning at verse 5, the following. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, 
everywhere you go, he is the one that will keep you on track. Point number one, pray for direction. Point number two, prepare for action. Now, lest you think it's not biblical to set goals, let me just remind you that Moses had a goal of getting the people out of Egypt. Joshua had a goal of getting the people into Canaan. David had a goal of building God's temple. And Jesus had a goal of paying for our sins. And Paul had a goal of winning the prize. Years before rising to national prominence as the head coach of Notre Dame, Lou Holtz wrote down 107 goals he wanted to accomplish before he died. It covered everything from attending a dinner at the White House to skydiving. Lou Holtz accomplished every one of his goals and said, if you will set goals and follow through on them, you will transform yourself from one of life's spectators into a real participant. The reason why it's so important to set goals is this. It is the goal that sets the plan. It's the plan that sets the action. It's the action that achieves the result, and it is the result that brings the satisfaction. But it all begins with a very simple word, goal. You know, the actress Lily Tomlin once said, I always wanted to be somebody, but I should have been more specific. Well, that is one of the keys to setting goals. Be specific. When most people do not succeed in life, it's because they don't really know what they want out of life. The Apostle Paul wrote in this passage here in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. He wrote the following. One thing I do. You see, Paul knew what he wanted to do. He wrote it down. Psychologists have discovered that commitment to a written goal is three times as high as a commitment to a goal that we only have in our head. Research shows that approximately 95% of us have never ever written out our goals in life. But of the 5% who have written them out, 95% of those have achieved their goals. Now, there's one other key to setting goals. And that is to not only write the goals down, but to actually visualize reaching that goal. I mean, get that goal into your mind by writing it down, but get it into your heart by visualizing it. That's exactly what Paul was able to do. Paul could visualize souls being saved. Paul could visualize saints being sanctified. Paul could visualize the Savior being satisfied. There is a sense that what you see is what you'll be. 
You know, I heard about a young man that came to college as a freshman, checked into his room, and the first thing he did, he goes up to the wall and he hammers this brass letter V. He hammers it on the door of his, of his room. Everybody asked him what it was for, but he never told anyone. He kept it polished, and every time he would change rooms, the first thing he would do is he'd hammer that letter V back on the door. So finally, he graduates, and at the commencement exercise, his name is called as the valedictorian of the class. So as he's walking across the stage, there in his left hand was that polished brass letter V. Now, may I just say this very quickly? You will tend to discount everything I am saying in this program if you are a senior adult or older in life. And I beg you, never, ever quit dreaming. Never quit setting goals. Caleb was 85 years of age when he said, I want that mountain. Colonel Sanders discovered finger-licking good chicken at 70. Ray Kroc introduced the Big Mac after he was 70 years of age. Casey Stengel was the manager of the New York Yankees when he was 75, and Picasso was still painting at age 88. Thomas Edison invented the mimeograph machine when he was 85. Prepare for action, point number two. Point number three, plan for opposition. As you begin to think about tomorrow, there are two problems you're going to have to face today. Number one, you're going to have to face foes. No one has ever encountered more opposition than Moses, Jesus, and Paul three of the most visionary, goal-oriented men in the Bible. Let me ask you a question. Do any of these names ring a bell for you? Shamua, Shaphat, Igal, Palti, Gadiel, Gadai, Amiel, Sether, Nachbai, Guyel? Do they ring a bell? They probably don't. But those were the first names of the spies that were sent out with Joshua and Caleb to investigate the land. They were the ones who brought back a minority report that said the land cannot be taken. They were the ones wearing contract lenses. They, they minimized God and maximized the giants. And when they looked through their contract lenses, their God was too weak. They were too small. The task was too difficult. And the giants, well, they were just too big. I want to warn you of something. This world, this world is full of dream killers. It is full of people who will tell you that you can't reach your goals, that you shouldn't dream bigger dreams, that you should not have bigger visions. You shouldn't try to climb one more mountain. There are always going to be people around you who will cloud your vision, who try to destroy your determination. 
because they're always looking into the future in a, through a rearview mirror. A great man once said, a blind man's world is bounded by the limits of his touch. An ignorant man's world by the limits of his knowledge. And a great man's world by the limits of his vision. Mark it down. You're going to have foes when you try to reach goals and dream dreams. But there's another obstacle you'll face, and that is failure. No matter how noble your goals, no matter how hard you strive to reach them, you're going to have to deal with failure. Duke Rudman was expelled from college and began to work in the Texas oil fields. As he began to gather experience, he had a vision of wildcatting, which was independent oil exploration. He set a goal of becoming an independent contractor and building his own business. Whenever he could scrape together a few thousand dollars, he would lease drilling equipment and sink a well. He drilled 29 wells over two years and every well came up dry. He was almost 40 years of age and he still had not hit oil, but he had a vision and he had a goal. To improve his chances, he studied land formations, shell types, and other aspects of geology. Then he leased his 30th tract of land and this time he struck oil. He said that over his 60 years, he believes that he has failed more frequently than anyone else in the oil business. But he has struck oil often enough to accumulate quite a fortune. So if you're going to reach your goals in this life, if you're going to be all that you can be, you've got to remember that failure is never final and failure is never fatal. I want to close with the story of two trees. Have you ever seen a Japanese bonsai tree? I think it's one of the most beautiful, perfectly formed plants. The bonsai tree is small and it remains that way no matter how old it gets. As a matter of fact, the bonsai only grows 15 to 18 inches tall. Now, how does that happen? Well, when the bonsai peaks its head above the ground, the young sapling is pulled from the soil. The Japanese then tie off it and tie off its, its tap root and some of the feeder roots so that the growth of the bonsai is deliberately stunted. The result is a miniature tree. It's beautiful, but it's small. Now, there's another tree that is equally fascinating that I have seen with my own eyes. It's the giant sequoia out in California. One of those giant trees is called the General Sherman. It's 272 feet high and measures 79 feet in circumference. It is so large that if someone were to cut it down, there would be enough lumber in that one tree to build 45 five-bedroom homes. Now, there's one major difference between those two trees. The bonsai is purposely stunted in its growth, while the sequoia is allowed to grow as large as it wants. Now, here's the point. Neither the bonsai nor the General Sherman had a choice 
in determining how great they would become. But you and I do. There's no reason why our future cannot be as bright as the promises of God. We must not stop thinking about tomorrow. And finally, as you do, whatever goal you set in your life, you better have this one goal. And you better reach this one goal. And that is to get to heaven when Jesus returns. Because that's God's ultimate goal for all of us. And I pray that for all of us, it will in fact become a reality. Let us pray. And gracious God, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that you place within our hearts and our minds this, this purpose, this vision, these goals. And Father, I just pray that through the operation of your Holy Spirit in our lives, that you may guide us and that we will fulfill in our lives those goals that you have laid out for us, that our lives may be filled with purpose, that we may be successful, that we may be all that you want us to be. I pray a blessing on each and every viewer. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've come to that time on our program where we have what we call our book offer. At the end of each and every episode, we like to offer you a resource, something for your spiritual library, something to help you better understand God's will for your life. And today is no exception. Uh, we have something, I'm not sure we've ever offered this before. This is a special issue of Signs of the Times magazine called Certainty in an Uncertain World. We'd love you to have this. It is a gift from Lessons for Living Television. There is no obligation whatsoever on your part. You're never going to receive an invoice. This magazine will arrive at your home, postage paid. If you'd like to order this, pay close attention to the information we're about to provide you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living Television website www.l4ltv.com That's the Lessons for Living Television website www.l4ltv.com You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030 Simcoe Conlon Post Office Oshawa, Ontario L1G 0A3 And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you can order this offer by calling our 1-800 number and speaking with one of our volunteers at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. Operators are standing by now. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request, and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support.
Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Thank you so much for watching. Just before we go, I want to remind you of a few things. I want you to know that you can remain connected with us throughout the week by visiting our different social media pages and accounts. So here's a good place to start. Why don't you go on Instagram right now and follow me on Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. Every morning at 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I put out a one-minute devotional video. And many, many people tell me that that's how they start their day. They grab their mug of coffee and they watch this one-minute devotional video and they sort of get their day started on the things of God. And so why don't you do that? Santos underscore Bill. You can also like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash L4L television. This program will be available on our Facebook page within a short, short amount of time. And you can share it with your friends and your family. You can refer your friends and family there so that they can watch this program. I'm also on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, Santos underscore Bill. You can also visit our Lessons for Living television website. That is L4LTV.com. On the website, you can have access to all of the programs we have ever aired. You go under the previous programs tab and you'll just click and it'll be divided by month and you can watch every single program that we have ever taped and broadcast. You can also, under the live appearances page, find out where I will be appearing live. And maybe on one of those times, you can join me either virtually or in person. Also on the website, there is the Donate Today page and you can make a donation to the ministry right there from that Donate Today page. We accept credit card donations, uh, interact debit cards. We are a charitable organization, so you will get, at the end of the year, uh, an uh, income tax receipt, a receipt, a charitable donation receipt that you can use for income tax purposes. I just want you to know with the donations, not one penny of that money comes to myself or my family. All of the donations that come in, we reinvest into the ministry to purchase airtime and the gifts and the studio time and all of that. None of that comes to myself or my family. I pastor a church and I get a salary from that work. I do not use any of this money that comes in through this ministry to help keep my family going. So I just wanted you to, to know that because every so often folks make some interesting comments on social media and I just wanted you to be clear is that what it was. Before we go, we don't have, we have a minute left. Uh, we have another aspect of our ministry which is our overseas humanitarian work. MissionNowCanada.com. Check out that website. It will highlight the trips we have conducted in the past and the ones we are planning for the future. Maybe you can join us on an upcoming trip. Or failing that, maybe you can make a donation specific to one of those projects. You can do that on the missionnowcanada.com website. Well, we are rapidly running out of time. Thank you so much for watching. We hope to have you back here again, again next time. Hey, let your friends and family know that we're here and we want them to join us. May God bless you. Stay safe. We'll see you back here again real soon.